You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you. And joining us now is Scott Smith of 4 for 4. He was also awarded 2018's Most Accurate NFL Mock Drafter. Scott, so good to speak with you today. I was looking at your mock draft. You have Bryce Young, number one overall. And I want to get your thoughts because I saw, I think it was Todd McShay tweeting about Bryce Young's real height and how people should be worried and concerned about drafting him. Did that concern you at all? Or is that just much ado about nothing? Look, I absolutely think it's a big concern. Um, you're talking about the NFL combine this week. It's going to be real big for a lot of players. And uh, Bryce Young's one of those guys. It's reported that he played around 186 pounds. And there's just not a record of in the NFL of a quarterback having success at that, that size in the NFL. Um, it's just the wear and tear and the pounding that it takes behind, uh, you know, those NFL offensive lines, big defensive players hitting you. And, and look, you're talking about Bryce Young as an outlier to the position. A lot of people compare him to a kind of a miniature version of Patrick Mahomes with the way he throws the ball, some of the arm angles and stuff that he has. And I, I think it is a real concern. I think you're going to want to see him kind of weigh in in that 195 to 200 range here at the Combine this week. Uh, Scott, what was uh, your reaction when you saw that scheduled tweet from Adam Schefter two months out from the draft, the start of Combine Week? Hey, that the Bears are open for business. Multiple teams are calling. Uh, as someone that covers the Bears, my first thought is the phone isn't ringing, and they asked Adam Schefter to do them a solid. What did you think? Yeah, look, I think things are going to start moving. You have free agency, and that's where all the big dominoes are going to start to fall. Where's Aaron Rodgers going to go in a trade? You've got Carr, who's meeting with multiple teams here at the NFL Combine this week, and Jimmy Garoppolo is another person that's in play. So you need a lot of those dominoes to start to fall. And there are some teams that are they're very desperate at quarterback. Carolina's sitting there at, you know, as, as one of the teams. You talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. They're another team that doesn't have a quarterback that they can start on the roster at this point in time. Uh, so with free agency and some of these trades that are going to be opening up, I think a lot of it's uh, set to play out after this combine so teams can kind of get mm -hmm. some interviews under their belt and see how some of these players kind of grade out and weigh out and run and participate in the combine. We're here with Scott Smith of 4 for 4. You can see his 2023 NFL mock draft version 1.0. Scott, I'm curious about your process. How much does your draft change? Does it change slightly or drastically between now and the actual draft? 
So the way my process actually works is uh, you, you start off and you just have to look at the players. My, my initial mock draft, at least, you have to look at the players and the team needs and, and who's, who's kind of going to be leaving and having some, some guys missing from free agency and, and how that can play out. So once I start looking at team needs and, and kind of evaluating the top 32 to 50 players that I think will be drafted and have the possibility of going in that first round, I kind of lay out my, my initial draft board that I, I did last week. Over the course of the the time up until the actual NFL draft hits, I do three other versions. Um, my third version, I kind of play out some some what ifs, you know, start looking at some mm-hmm. trade scenarios. And then my, my final mock draft doesn't feature any trades. And, and that's where I kind of hone down and, mm-hmm. and really try to gear in on, you know, what information is coming from some of these beat reporters and out of some of these camps. You, you look at a team like Pittsburgh that – Look, they've got a leak in their front office. It leaks out to their, you know, their beat reporters and those guys year in and year out. So that's a team that you can be pretty comfortable with. But that's kind of, that's kind of how I hone in. I, I look at a ton of mock drafts from some other guys and kind of match up my thought process with some other things. And, so, you know, a lot of times I go against the grain and, and some of the information that I'm getting and I'm hearing. And over the past couple of years, I've actually had some uh, guys from actual NFL teams reach out to me and ask me what I thought and how I saw maybe a few things play out. Um, so that's, that's two instances that's cool. that that's happened. So that's kind of my process and how I go through things. Very cool. All right. So you have uh, with your current mock four for com the Colts trading up to one and drafting Bryce young and the bears move down to four and take Jalen Carter. But that is not the first defensive player that you have going. Uh, Jalen Carter is the favorite to be the first, defensive player drafted but you have Arizona taking Will Anderson at three why Anderson over Carter Uh, well both both positions you start looking at J.J. Watt that just retired and also uh you know just looking at the roster that the Cardinals have and it just ends up being one of those things where I think they can go either 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 player I I think both of them are, are worthy of being the first defensive player off the board I tend to to lean a little bit defensive end defensive end's been a little bit more of a value position however that interior pass rush is starting to change the way NFL defenses are playing, and it's real hard to get that, you know, from the interior. So Jalen Carter is definitely live to go there at three, and I, I think either one of those players are, are going to be in play for that position. And then you have C.J. Stroud as the second quarterback taken off the board to the Houston Texans at that number two pick. What was your decision behind that one? I, I think when you look at it, teams are very – there's a lot of split decisions on Will Levis when it comes down to it. And I think when you look at it, CJ Stroud, he throws with anticipation. He's got a nice deep ball. There's a lot of things to to like about CJ Stroud coming out of that Ohio state offense with Ryan day. Um, I think the one knock on CJ Stroud is going to be his, his pocket awareness that you kind of have to, to look at. And I think when you look at it, you know, each one of these quarterbacks from Bryce young to Will Levis, CJ Stroud, and even Anthony Richardson, all of them kind of have their warts. Um, they, they've all got a different knock against them. And I think when you look at C.J. Stroud, outside of the pocket awareness, I, I think he's a guy that a lot of like GMs are, are going to end up liking, and especially Houston right there. I, I think they're, they're a team whose – their offensive line is okay. It's not the best in the world, but I, I think they have enough to be able to keep him upright and help him develop. Uh, with Scott Smith, this is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Uh, Scott, the Anthony Richardson, I'm glad you just mentioned him. It's been a big betting story over the past couple of weeks because he goes from 100 to 1 to now at some spots a third favorite in that 5 to 1 to 6 to 1 range. 
Uh, do you understand uh, before getting to combine week why there was such a drop in those odds? So I think one of the things you have to look at, um, it's already been said that Bryce Young's not going to complete everything at the combine. So I think he's looking to weigh in. I believe CJ Stroud's going to go through most of the events. Um, Anthony Richardson's absolutely a guy who's going to participate and do all of the drills. So when it comes to it, he's got one of the nicest, most compact motions in throwing. He's big, physical, he can run. He's going to test very well. I think you're going to have teams that, that do a lot of background behind the scenes when they're going through the interviews, put them on a whiteboard and some of those type of things. And I, I think when it comes to some of these other quarterbacks, he's going to be the guy that gets the most hype coming out of combine week. That is, is going to go ahead and change some of the lines and have some things like that. The thing that you have to do when you're trying to match Anthony Richardson up to a team that within the top 10 is you have to find a front office and a coach that is in a situation to where they're on solid footing enough to be able to take Anthony Richardson and allow him a year or two to develop and, and not have those expectations coming straight out of the gate. So I, I think when you start looking at it and you, you look at which one of these quarterbacks, like teams and GMs, are going to get hyped up the most about from a physical nature, and I think Anthony Richardson's that guy. When you look at some of these NFL quarterbacks where they might end up Derek Carr, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Will Lamar stay in Baltimore? How does that affect things? And do you have a, a feeling or an opinion about where, where will they stay? Will they go right now? I, I, right now, I'm moving under the assumption that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Green Bay Packer at the start of the season. I think they're going to move on and, and give Jordan Love a, a year to see what they have in him before uh, he kind of hits free agency and his contract's up. Um, I, I think Aaron Rodgers last year when it comes to Green Bay, he really kind of played the game as far as the financials hit. Um, Green Bay was the team that could give him the highest contract. That's where he signed with them. And now once you see Devontae Adams leave and now you have Aaron Rodgers, who's actually a California native. So you can start to look at, at him playing in Cal. And does he want to go to to Las Vegas and kind of reunite on the, on the West Coast with Devontae Adams, a player that he's played with? Um, I know the Jets are holding the door open right now for him with uh, Nathaniel Hackett being hired there as well who also coached uh, Rodgers out in Green Bay. So I, I think there's a lot of options, and, and it's almost like Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Derek Carr are both plan B in, in most cases for some of these teams. Mm -hmm. But, look, when you start talking about even the NFC South, you don't even know who's going to be a starting quarterback for any of those teams at this point in time. So <laughs> there's a lot of teams. I, I count 13 to 15 teams in NFL that do not have solid quarterback situations that are, are going to be looking and shopping, and, and, and some of them are going to find, find themselves out on the doorstep in the cold. Feels like in recent years, uh, receivers are getting drafted higher and higher, and we see the impact every year on the really good teams, how, uh, how strong they are on the outside. Now, this draft, the way it's uh, been shaping up, looking at your mock, others out there, does not look like it's the most impressive receiver class. Uh, can, can you talk about your thoughts on the class overall and uh, the wager of first wide receiver selected, Quentin Johnson, the favorite, second favorite, Jordan Addison? Yeah, I think whenever you start looking at these lines and specifically uh, these these excuse me wide receivers that are uh, in this first round, it's not the strongest class that you've had. You've got Quentin Johnson, who I think is going to test very well. I think he's going to kind of move to the forefront of this class. Um, but when you look at his tape, he, he doesn't play as physically at the point of catch as, as what his, his size and his numbers would suggest. It's very inconsistent game to game when you start watching some of his film at how he attacks the ball, especially this past year. Uh, it looked like he waited on a lot of catches to get to get there um as far as a betting standpoint the the two numbers that i like i like 
I like Addison as a solid bet at, at the plus 265 number that y'all have up there to to go ahead and, and maybe be the first wide receiver drafted. I, I think he's a, a solid bet because he's able to do a lot. He's played at, at Pitt. He's played at USC. So he's got multi-conference production where he's played well at a high level. And he's also able to play multiple positions between the slot and outside. So I think he's a, he's a player that's a solid bet if you want to drop some money on. The rest of the guys that, that are there in that first round, and I actually think another number to attack when it comes out is – if if that number is four and a half for number of wide receivers drafted in the first round, I absolutely think you get over. I think there are five wide receivers that are going to go in this first round. Um, I, I think you look at Johnston, Addison, Jackson Smith, Najigba, excuse me, Jalen Hyatt, and uh, Zay Flowers. I think those are going to be the five wide receivers that go in the first round. After that, in my ratings, I don't have another wide receiver rated within the top 50 of this class. Ooh, so I, I think wow. – those guys are going to be the guys that I, I definitely think. And when that number drops, I think you need to look. If it's if it's at five and a half, bet the under. If it's at four and a half, bet the over. Wow, that's interesting. You were talking about how you go against the grain sometimes in your mock drafts. Is there a situation in this one where you went against the grain a little bit? Look, I, I think the one player that's going to really cause some problems, and, and in my initial mock draft, uh, I had him dropping lower, and that's Bijan Robinson. The issue that you have is he's a top 15 talent. I, I think you're going to see that, and, and you're going to get more news of that coming out, coming here out of the combine. But the problem is when you're trying to match him up within the top 15, it's hard to match him to a team. I know Cowboy fans are, are praying right now with some of the situation. You, you, you have them talking about maybe getting rid of Zeke, and then you have Tony Pollard that's a free agent. So Cowboys fans would love if Bijan Robinson kind of dropped to the Cowboys. But I think there's a situation that you can see him going ahead and getting drafted in that top 10 to, say, 18 range. Um, the team that I'm actually kind of leaning towards that may be against the grain is actually the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, there's been news in the past that they wanted to maybe make a move for, you know, a couple of different running backs. There were, there was some Kamar news that uh, they were interested in him at one point in time, but no, no move ever got made as far as running back. 10 seems like it's a little bit high for a running back to go, but I think Philadelphia is there in a position where they could possibly move down from that, that 10 slot to, to move down more in that 15 to 18 range. You add an additional pick and then still be able to pick a player like Bijan Robinson in a range that would make more sense for a team like that. And look, you talk about adding Bijan Robinson to the Philadelphia Eagles along with the talent that they already have, and that's going to put them as maybe a super offense to be able to go ahead and compete with the Kansas City Chiefs and some of these other teams. Man, that, that'd be something. Such a smart front office. Would Roseman want to do that? Take a running back so high, but as you mentioned, multiple picks. Boy, you had me uh, salivating over your mock here because you've got B. John Robinson of the Saints, and uh, that prop's available at 30-1. to 1. The Eagles are actually the favorite for Robinson, but uh, can, do you think he could fall down to 29? And Saints, are you still with that, or are you leaning more Eagles now? Well, I, I think that after the combine and once the whole draft process is, is done, I think Bijan's going to end up moving up higher than here with the Saints. Um, like w okay. when I was going through my initial process, it was just hard to slot him to a team. Uh, one of the popular slots for him to land at is Buffalo. And I just don't see that with the with the capital that they've put in both through free agency and, and with drafting um, last year. I just don't see them kind of going after after Buffalo. You've got the Cowboys at 26. That, that's live. And then, and then 
you know, after that, it's going to be hard. You start looking at the Giants. The Giants have a, a huge need at wide receiver. Are they going to go ahead and sign Saquon Barkley? I think the move for the Giants there, instead of signing him to a long-term contract, would be to go ahead and franchise him. Um, so you, you really just have to struggle to go ahead and find the pick. I think the Saints are going to be live for a, a running back there in this situation. That's kind of why I landed on him. I think you look at the miles and wear and tear on Alvin Kamara, along with the legal situation, and then a revolving door they had behind him here in the 2020. 22 season and I think that's another team that's going to be live for running back so that's kind of where I landed them throughout my first mock draft about 10 seconds bringing it full circle Bryce Young does he weigh in over or under 199 and a half you said he played at 186 so I'm like Woo! This I, I'm gonna go with the under on that I think under 199 <laughs> here on, on the combine week I like it I like it because the over is juiced Scott Smith, four for four. Great stuff. 2018's most accurate NFL mock drafter. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We take a look at today's college hoops card next. This is the BetQL Network.